two ships very poorly disguised as rocks. Seriously, look at that. Are they even trying? Crash into a planet. I assume the planet in question is Mars, based on the title. Then again, that title was typewritten on the label of a VHS tape I bought off someone on a news group in 1996, so I'm not sure if it's anywhere close to right. I do know something so cool happens that it can't even be animated. Instead, we get a series of stills of the planet exploding. It must just be that cool, right? That's a logical explanation for why it looks like this. The Decepticons have a powwow about the explosion, and Soundwave gives his theory about what happened, and, you know, I think Technobabble would bother me a lot less in science fiction if all of it was delivered in a language I don't understand by a warbly-voiced robot. Meanwhile, somewhere, some guys are... hmm... building with Legos? Trying to start a fire? It must be vitally important to the Autobot cause, whatever it is, because Daniel and Wheelie are here. Again. Still. Then an earthquake happens and we try to solve the problem by flying a train around. I told you this is how things work in this universe. Then they find a smoking crater and... Hang on a minute. Is this the planet that just exploded? Never mind that, there are Decepticons here. Back at Autobot HQ, Cerebros watches Cybertron kind of explode on a screen for like, a really long time. It looks like he either has to do that or talk to RC, and given the way RC is portrayed in Japan, yeah... I'd probably find a reason to stare off at a screen too. Wait, he's not exploding at all. That's Scorponok, and he smells really bad. Look at those stink lines. And then, this being Headmasters, we cut to several fights that don't appear to have anything to do with anything. Also, I think I picked up another Japanese word. Whenever somebody panics, they say this. I'm pretty sure it means, oh shit. Actually, I'm positive that it doesn't, but I seriously don't care what it really means. The fighting continues, and the Autobot Headmasters defeat Predaking by dancing around like jackasses and popping their heads on and off. Business as usual, really. Meanwhile, Daniel and Wheelie discuss those still pictures of Mars exploding and how it could lead to further still pictures of Earth being bombarded by meteors. <laughs> you said it, kid. Meanwhile, the fighting continues, and I wasn't going to point this out the first time, but they keep showing it. Trypticon runs like an idiot. Back at Autobot HQ, the women folk fret about the men being in trouble. <sighs> Where's the screen to stare off at when I need one? It's okay, ladies, the headmasters are on the case, and there's nothing there dancing around like jackasses and popping their heads on and off tactics can't solve! Except for the stuff we solve with the flying train, like I mentioned before. The Decepticon headmasters show up for a fight, and... Man, I can't think of a team that looks less threatening than the bat, the alligator, and... Uh, what is he, a wolf? I think he's a wolf. Anyway, even the lime green construction equipment was more menacing than you three. Then the four Autobot headmasters fall into a hole, and it sure looks like they all die in there, but then it looked like Mars exploded too, so what do I know? Then Cerebros holds aloft his magic sword and says, By the power of Greyskull! And then the Decepticons shoot a missile at him, but he's fine. And so are the other guys. Everyone is fine. I mean, these stills would seem to indicate otherwise, but I'm not falling for that one again. I'm guessing Megazarek in this context is what we call Scorponok, aka that giant headless guy with the stink lines. Are we gonna finally take this toy out of the box and use it after 15 episodes? RC desperately tries to hailing frequencies open Fortress Maximus, who's not picking up for some reason. Probably screening his calls. Then Mr. Shadowy Guy pushes the X button and the Y button, which would appear to make Fortress Maximus and the planet explode, except, okay, what the actual fuck? Nothing happened and everyone's fine. Then a flying train and seemingly unrelated fights and heads on for five minutes. I really need a shorter way to say that. How about from now on, I'll just say, and then headmasters, and we can assume that all that stuff happens every time I say it. Meanwhile, weird blue and yellow blaster is sneaking around outside one of the many Decepticon HQs. Then he ejects his tapes and a fight ensues featuring Dirge and... The only Decepticon I thought I'd never have another chance to mention again. You know the one I mean. Then Blue Blaster sneaks on the space bridge, and now we finally get our big reveal of Scorponok as... 
he hatches from an egg. No, seriously. Well, I mean, that's probably how scorpions are born, right? Back on Cybertron, Soundwave and Blaster fight. Soundwave turns into a tape deck and shoots sound waves at Blaster, who is apparently defeated by this, because he apparently has no defense mechanism for this sort of thing. Then the giant robot scorpion blasts into space and turns into an invisible rainbow. It shows up on that planet that refuses to explode, and we get a surprisingly boring fight as each guy charges at it individually and fails to do anything. They even forget the exciting fight music until most of the way through. Then he transforms and attempts to defeat Fortress Maximus by stepping on him. And the planet explodes again, except that it almost certainly doesn't, so I'm just ignoring this part. The Autobots evacuate in a panic, but I'm not sure why since the planet's going to be just fine, and even if they explode, they'll just be fine in the next scene. And then the big epic battle between Fortress Maximus and Scorponok happens. Yes, finally! And all that happens is that Fortress Maximus takes like an hour to fly up to the other guy and whack him once with his sword. You know, I want to be disappointed by that and all the explosion cock-teasing and by so many other things, but one very important thing happened to salvage this episode for me. Thrust. RC and Spike, let's be honest, probably just Spike, find something important and they call the headmasters to come take a look. Add a piece of paper. Because they're highly evolved robots who couldn't just, I don't know, fax it over. A bunch of what appear to be exposition happens, then one of the headmasters falls flat on his face because comedy. Meanwhile, Daniel and Wheelie are about to fight or start making out. Stupid language barrier. A glowy egg interrupts their whatever and then flies away. Meanwhile, Scorponok is chilling on his new seashell throne, talking to the stupidest idea for a Transformer ever conceived. An Autobot who transforms into a Decepticon. Or possibly vice versa. He's also a car. Then Scorponok transforms right in front of him, and I think it's supposed to be a big deal, but he's just all okay then. Out in space, a couple of the Autobot headmasters almost run into Blitzwing because I guess space is really small and it's really hard to avoid running into people you know. Yeah, I'm from a place like that. I always kind of pictured space being kind of the opposite of that. Then we cut to Soundwave and ah, Japanese Laserbeak can talk! Ravage too! Creepy! Then another really lame fight happens between Scorponok and Fortress Maximus. Seriously, what the hell? These two should be the coolest- Oh no, look out for the big glowing egg! The thing keeps on egging until it reaches Decepticon HQ and Soundwave, who apparently can't walk without literally stepping on his own foot. Because again, comedy. Then that Decepticon Autobot guy is caught in Autobot HQ in his Decepticon form. Why would he even- Never mind. Meanwhile, Scorponok is giving a speech, which is interrupted by- Oh, how did I decide to say this? Uh, and then Headmasters. The usual proceedings are interrupted by the glowy egg, which reveals itself to be, oh, it's Galvatron, he's not dead. He orders the Decepticons to attack, and it looks like a bunch of Autobots get killed, but it's the old stills trick again, and they're all still fine. Galvatron and Scorponok argue over who should be the leader, but it's not like when Galvatron argued with Starscream that one time. There's a lot more groveling this time. Oh, and the episode ends with Daniel smashing his keyboard, which he showed exactly 17 seconds of interest in earlier in the episode. I didn't think it was worth even mentioning, but apparently his dramatic gesture here... I think because of the return of Galvatron upsetting him, is significant because that's where we end. Man, I'm starting to think I don't understand what's happening in these episodes at all. 